Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Monday morning episode. Um, don't know. We had a good weekend. Yeah, it's been. Um, it's been good. I think. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I watched. Yeah. A, I watched Basic Instinct for the first oh, time. Oh, sexy. Uh, yeah, on my own. Right. What? Well, you know, my cousin does that 80s foot, uh, film podcast that I used to do oh, with right. him. yeah. And occasionally... That would make sense. <laughs> st- occasionally he still asks me to come back. And before any Lampards get in touch, I know that it was the 90s, basic instinct, but he now does a fast-forward one any, for subscribers. Anyway, he said, we do it. I said, yeah, but I haven't watched it in ages. So yesterday... I found myself with some time to myself in the afternoon and the house was empty. So in the middle of the afternoon, I thought, fuck it, I'll watch Basic Instinct. Well, Had I you mean, orchestrated the, the no, house No, I know that's what it sounds like. Subconsciously. But I'm telling you now, I'm confessing that as soon as it started, mm. it, it's like rampantly sexual from the get-go. And I remember it was one of those films, I guess, like nine and a half weeks, that when it came out, I was going, go see Basic Instinct. Like, there's loads of tits in it. And all of that, right? It was sort of like before porn was readily yeah. accessible on the internet. It was like teenage boys going crazy over this film. Before you could get pornography on your telephone. Yeah. Carried around with yeah, you. telephone porn. So I thought, uh, so, but I'd sort of, I don't know, I... I genuinely, legitimately, I wasn't expecting it to be as rude as it was, right? And here is the right. sad reflection of 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 what a pathetic old man I've got. It was it's the middle of the afternoon, right? The house mm. is empty. There's no way you're watching it with fucking people in the house, especially not kiddies. That's just nah. not that's just not on. Right? Yeah, so Curtis fucking register. You can't have that sort of stuff around the kids. So I put it on. And it was really rude, and I thought... How did you access it? What service was it on? Or did uh, you have the Amazon. DVD? Amazon. It's on Amazon, is it? Right. Cost me three quid to rent, right? Oh. So I've started watching it, and it's the middle of the afternoon, and the blind was open, and it reminded me of being a teenager a bit when you're watching something you shouldn't, and <clears throat> you're like, fucking hell, you keep checking to see if anyone can see in off the street. In my, yeah. in my house growing up, we were a terraced house on a very narrow pavement, right? Yeah. And people could see right into our house. And they used to actually fuck us off to the extent that me and my brother actually, we got a card, piece of card and I did the V sign and he drew around it. And so we had a drawn like yeah. two fingers up and yeah. then we stuck this piece of card to a stick. And while we watched telly, if, if someone walked past and looked in at what we were watching, without looking at the window, we would just hold up this sort of placard. Hold up the V. Yeah, yeah. hold up the placard. Good. And uh, people jump out of their skin. So I've got paranoia about that. And I thought, this is fucking weird. And anyway, 
various other sexy bits happen all the way through. It's a good film, actually. Although I've got a strong feeling that it's uh, pretty misogynistic, which was something that back mm. in those days people on the whole didn't pick up on so much. Pretty, pretty much was encouraged, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Right um, when, it was a man's world. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was the world in which Harvey Weinstein became the most powerful man in the industry. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. Uh, so we're watching yeah. it. I'm watching it on my own. I'm like, fucking hell. And anyway, this is something... I'll admit this to you and judge... You or anyone else can judge me. Fuck it, I don't mm. care. I actually found myself skipping past some of the rude bits. R- right. Because I just Too thought, rude. Too rude for I you. I don't know what it was. <clears throat> I just felt like it felt wrong. I sort of felt to myself, this is weird. Given Here, that you were on your own, you're yeah, a married it, man. Exactly. Of I'm the age a married dad. I'm 47 years old. You can't be triggered. I'm, I'm sat here in the middle of the fucking day on a Saturday watching these sexy scenes. It's just, it's too, it's, mm. it seems a bit, I don't know, just seems fucking weird. I, thought, I feel like a weirdo. But I thought, I did, I promised my cousin I would watch the film. And I know what happens in sex. I've seen it loads of times. I've yeah. even done it once or twice. <laughs> I know what happens. I got, I got two kids, so I must have done it at least twice. Twice, yeah. So I thought, fuck this, I'm skipping past it. I'll get on to the next bit. But fuck me, there was a, once I'd made that decision, there was a lot of fucking skipping, non-stop nookie. Oh, and then, right, um, interesting. And actually, then I watched another film, which I've just finished watching before coming on, on the line to you now, which was intensely, obscenely violent, called Starred right. Up, which is a film with Jack O'Connell, who's a fantastic actor. Uh, he started out in skin it's a prison film Uh, it's a prison film that's it it's a prison film Jack O'Connell's in it it's fuck it's good it is revoltingly violent throughout so um, Mm. yeah I I suppose it's been a weekend of sex and violence I'd be more inclined to to watch the sex than the violence I think yeah well they both shook me out I can tell you I haven't said that I haven't said that speaking of violence um, I was watching. I've been watching the snooker most of the weekend. Mm. I've been ill. I've had a twenty-four, thirty-six-hour bug thing. Oh no! I'm, I'm I'm not bad now. I'm getting better. But so there's been mixed double snooker on all weekend. Yeah. Four of the best fellas, four of the best ladies, all teamed up playing doubles. Been very good. But I was watching it last night, and I just it was in between the matches. I flicked over what's on fucking Channel Four, whatever it was. It was Mission Impossible Six. Oh or whatever. yeah. And um. I'd, I'd flicked it on right during or at the beginning of an incredible fight scene. Oh, yeah. In a in a toilet. I absolutely a, love the Mission Impossible films. I've not seen any of them for years. Oh, but they're great. I love fighting and I love car chases. Yeah, the, so the violence in that is it like this, but the prison violence is horribly real. Whereas the yeah, fighting, when Tom yeah. Cruise is doing a fight, it's balletic. Yeah, it's just beautifully choreographed, isn't it? John style, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and is it the one where he fights Superman? That guy. Don't know. All oh, right, okay. It was. It was some some um, Oriental fella. Let's see. Oh, okay. Don't know. Uh, and they, they, him and his mate had knocked him out somehow, and they were trying to read his face so they could make a mask of his face. Oh, they, that is that. In those films, everyone's always <laughs> trying to make a mask of someone's face. That's just what happens. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, so that was going on and then he woke up and it turns out he's hard as nails so he started kicking the shit out of Tom Cruise and his mate oh, in, no. this, in this toilet 
um, bathroom, whatever you want to call it. And it was brilliant. And I watched that yeah. for about three minutes. Well, they're great films. And then went back the, if, if you liked that, I can highly recommend the other films if you've ever got a spare yeah, couple of hours. I don't even know whether I want to watch the rest. I think there should be a, a porn hub but for just fighting, uh, car Fight. chases and fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. just see those bits. Yeah. You can probably find them on YouTube if you know what to search for and everything, but I want a, a one-stop shop where it's just cars and fighting. Well, uh, once me and you on TalkSport did, in one of our various sort of strange phoning ideas that that Christ. lots of the <laughs> listeners just didn't understand or respond to, uh, yeah. we just did a phone-in which was, what's the best bit ever? Right, and yeah, we were right. really non-specific. We didn't say whether it had to be in a film or a TV show or a song or a book or just life. We yeah. said, "What's the best What's bit, the best bit ever?" And you actually uh, today, I think, shared the bit that you said was the best bit ever, which was that bit in the Lightly oh, yeah. Lads movie. Coincidence. Um yeah. Where he says, "What's he, what's the line again?" I'd offer you a well, beer. It, it's it's ter- it's. Terry and Bob and they've had a falling out and yeah. um, Bob goes along to see Terry to try and make amends and Terry's just doing a bit of fishing at the quayside mm. and um, so you know there's an atmosphere between them and um, Terry says uh, do you want some coffee I'd give you I'd offer you a beer but I've only got six cans <laughs> yeah <laughs> to so, which Bob says no thank you <laughs> That was your best bit. My best bit, that I think, was. was Luke's escape from Jabba's palace. I'm not sure if I'd yeah. still say that now, but it's certainly one of my favourite bits in anything ever. Um, and you talking about that film, I'm thinking what we should have is best bit hub. Yeah. And and it's just the best bits in every yeah. film. It worked on TalkSport and it can work here too. Yeah, best bit hub. What we might do, if you're if you're IFS Turbo, we might occasionally just start sending out our favourite bits of anything ever. No, they've got to do all the hard work and tell us them. We'll okay. Compile the best tell ones. us your favourite bits. Tell we, us your best bits. Uh, uh, best bits, and we will try and compile the definitive best bits list. Yeah. If you're on um, the, the IFS, there's a comments bit underneath this episode. Tell us mm. your best bits then. Yeah, best place to oh, put just them. just email us in. What's the email address again? I've forgotten. Well, yeah, various uh, email addresses. My favourite hmm. one is contact at tftimemachine.com. Contact. Contact. Contact us there. Yeah. And put contact in the, in the header, in the title box. Contact. The other one is topflagtimemachine at gmail.com. Contact is feels, the name of our personal assistant that we've hired. We just call contact. her Contact. She ain't half sexy. <laughs> Contact, we are planning a new episode of the podcast. Prepare our microphones. No, surely not. Yes, yes, we There's are. another. That's right. We're doing five again this week. Prepare our microphones and our computers. We shall be at our hubs within the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, tell us your best bits. Um, I'll read an email out we've had from um, our, um, self, our appointed... Diversified farmer, Lewis Clare. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe, I'm not sure how diversified his farm is. I think he had to close down part of the I think operation. he de-diversified it at one point. Yeah. I think he just opens up for Halloween now, so it might be open again soon. Um, He's had a lot of trouble with teenagers and people just infiltrating the farm. I know that much. Yeah? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Mm. I hadn't read that correspondence, but um, 
Does he want us to go up there and he wants, patrol? Maybe he wants to, no, it sounds like he's handling it. I mean, I was oh, up okay. for it. I was like, look, got a Terminator? I'll, I'll give the Terminator a run out. <clears throat> Funnily enough, just quickly before you read his letter, on Friday night, my daughter went out um, outdoor drinking, like a vagrant. Hey. And uh, all the kids are at it. And uh, yeah. she's just, you know, she's. Uh, I like it that we've got quite a trusting relationship because she just yeah, said... Yeah, not to, hiding it or anything. No, just, no, I'm she was like, drinking. I'm going to yeah. go and do some outdoor drinking with some other like-minded teenagers I said fair mm. enough um, and then she said the bit that worried me she said and then I'll stay at my mates probably afterwards so I said okay hmm and then, but then luckily for me because I, I was a bit nervous like as I went to bed you get that like well, I yeah. know you're going through something a bit more profound at the moment but I'm with, with your daughter off at uni but for me I'm at the other end of the teenage years where she's just starting to go out you know, partying yeah. and whatnot. And I'm like, oh. so I, I found it, I was a little bit anxious, but I didn't want to show it. And as I was going to bed, my wife went off to sleep and I couldn't sleep. So I stayed up reading a little bit. Mm. And after my wife had been asleep, only for about five minutes, my phone pinged. And my daughter said, actually, do you know what? I think I'm going to come home. Can you, can you pick mm. me up? And I said, yeah, sure. And I was actually secret- Definitely. I was yeah. secretly delighted, right? Yeah, of course. So I got up and I really quickly jumped out of bed, pulled on my trousers, pulled on my shoes, uh, went out, you know, half pyjamas, half tracksuit sort of situation, (laughs) right? Um, As a father, you'll know that sort of outfit that you wear when you go out for a pickup Mm. and you're already half pyjamaed up. And uh, I said to my wife yesterday, it was weird that you didn't wake up when I got up after she texted because I said usually like in the night you are so light she's one of those light sleepers who if I even turn over she's like oh bruh. like you know like I've woken <laughs> her up sort of thing yeah but in this case I'd leapt out of bed run over to the cupboard pulled clothes out ran to like the little drawer I keep my shoes get that get that out like I'm making a lot of racket she doesn't even stir I said it was really weird you didn't wake up and she went oh I was awake and I said, well, why didn't you, like, ask me what I was doing or where I was going? She went, oh, I just assumed that you were getting the Terminator and you'd heard some noise outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> and she went, I know what you like. You said, the smallest fucking noise. She went, it's always within the first five minutes of lights out is when you, you think you've heard someone outside trying to break in. She went, so I couldn't even be bothered over my eyes. And I thought, he's getting the Terminator. He's going to go yeah. outside. Have a look around, realise no one's there, and then just come back to bed again. <laughs> I, said, I didn't touch okay. the Terminator. <laughs> I didn't. I should I have taken the Terminator to come pick up my daughter because sometimes you just want to leap out the car and just swing at teenage boys just in case. Yeah, just to yeah. give them a warning. Do you know swing what I mean? First, explain later. Yeah, jump yeah. out of the car while the engine's still running. Your own car. <laughs> jump out of it while it's moving. Yeah. Go, Come on then! Start swinging the baseball bat around, and they're like, "Who's that? Who's, who's that bloke?" Uh, uh, that's my dad. Anyway, bye everyone. <laughs> your, your dad is mad, you know. That is madness. <laughs> that's all the lads. That's how all the lads talk at our school. Roadmen. Yeah, they all like pretend roadmen. That is your dad is doing another madness, just like he did last week. <laughs> What is he doing? He just, he just went and battered that tree. <laughs> I'll go film it next time. Put him on TikTok. 
<laughs> Look, his car just rolled into that lamppost, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what is the oh, matter God. with him? <laughs> but everything yeah. ended all right, though. I picked her up, took her home, and that was fine. The, I just thought the funny bit of the story was that my my wife had just not bothered to even look at what I was doing because she's so used to me. I am. I'm, what can I say, Andy? I am noise sensitive at night. Well, I'm a noise know, sensitive person. We're all different. Mm. We're all different. <sighs> so, um, what's this letter yeah. say anyway? Oh yeah, the letter um, from Lewis Clare. He says, Sam's visit by the ghost of the Queen reminded me of my own front garden trespasser. This, of course, was recently when the Queen's ghost came and sat yeah. on the bench outside your house. Yeah. In your, in your front yard. To give me a um, warning about my attitude. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be the last. There'll be more, I'm sure, no. from the, the, mm. the Queen's ghost. Um, Lewis says, My first house upon leaving home was on some at Busby Way, a few doors down from Old Trafford. Being a United fan, this was a delight. Leave 20 minutes before kickoff. Be back with a brew and a fag quarter of an hour after full time. Lovely, Lovely. stuff. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it was during the time when Wembley was being rebuilt, which meant we pre- periodically had England games and England fans are the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah. The bloke, one bloke was flogging spitfires in World War Two helmets for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck you, yeah. Yeah. Um, England fans are the worst. He's right. I've been to one England game. I've talked about it before. Yeah, it was the, the, the vibe was, let's say, different. Yeah, horrific. Um, Lewis says, <clears throat> anyway, on one of these occasions, I think in the run-up to the World Cup in Germany, we were sat in our living room watching the telly when a bloke appeared in our front garden. Much like Sam's, it was basically a bit of wall, some hedge, and a place for the bins. <clears throat> I think he's undermining your uh, own rig there by just saying it was basically... Yeah, he doesn't know fucking... Well, but actually, that's I'll, I'll let it slide, because although I don't like the tone, it is basically accurate. That's so. what it is. Oh, yeah, that's fair it enough. is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, this lad whips his cock out and starts having a piss against the wall. Uh, I immediately went full Lampard, rushed to the front door and began remonstrating with him, even alerting a nearby police officer to his presence. <laughs> police! His response, police! There's a man urinating on my wall! Look over here, policeman! Not being funny, Lewis. What the man is doing! Not being funny, Lewis, right? But a grass is a grass. Yeah. All right, that geezer, he shouldn't have pissed <clears throat> on your wall, but you do not fucking grass to the old bill. <laughs> The man's response in this is the pisser, not the copper. His response in full rear Winston Cockney was, "Calm down, it's just a bit of piss." <laughs> That's quite. It's not. It's a bit. It's Ray Winston Cockney meets this and that attitude, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, come on, yeah. English. It's just a bit of piss. <laughs> Lewis says, "Only now, years later, do I realise he was almost certainly Millwall." No, no. You realise that he was almost certainly right. It was just a bit of piss. Just a bit of piss. You don't have to fucking probably, call the police. It's Manchester. It's probably going to rain soon. It'll wash it away. Wash it away. Come on. Listen, right? You don't know about fucking piss and, and all sorts on your property unless you lived in fucking W11 during the Notting Hill Carnival, which I did yeah. for 10 years, right? And it was yeah. fucking... You, the first year, you are a bit like, oh, my goodness. There is, what are they doing? There are people in our fr- outside our front door. They are weed. <laughs> they are smoking crack. Oh my! Oh, one of them has vomited. Right, and then by like year, by the time it gets to like year three, you're like, yeah, geese are having a shit out there in the gutter. That's yeah. nice to see, right? And then it 
But they do always do, it stinks for about the next two days and all the, the pavements and roads are like sticky. But then, yeah, a combination <laughs> of rain and the council sort of soon sort it yeah. out. But there was one year where I was house sitting before I even, I wasn't living in that area. I was still a student, but I, I was house sitting for my brother who lived right slap bang in the middle of the sort of carnival route. And um, it was a basement flat. And he said, look after my flat when I'm away. But beware, it is during carnival. So I said, don't worry about that, sunshine. I'll have it all fucking. I'll have everything locked down for you. Just leave it to old Sam. Right? I'm like 19, right? Um, and so obviously what I do is just invite fucking everyone round and say, oh, come to carnival. I've got my brother's flat on the go and he's away. So everyone's round there and there's all sorts and the first thing that happened was, it was quite sweet in a way, but this woman knocked on the door and she was Irish and she went, I'm so- hello, do you live here? And I was saying, well, what's it look like, sweetheart? And she's like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but we've come over especially and we've got, we, we, I'm with my husband out there and, and the far wee kiddies, can you see them out there? And I've looked out, sure enough, there's a sort of a, a middle-aged bloke and some four and four kids and I thought what the fuck are they doing I'm not sure they've come on the right day to the car it wasn't family day <laughs> we didn't realize it was going to be so busy and hectic here and I, I'm like obviously off my fucking tits at like you know <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon I'm like, yeah yeah it's quite busy atmosphere you're right <laughs> some people like it but it can I suppose it can get a bit too much but we're desperate for the toilet. There's no toilets anywhere. Please, can I ask? I'm begging you. Can we come in? Can the wee kiddies use your toilet, please? <laughs> and I'm like, I've sort of looked for a long time working out, is this a scam? And then I just go, all right, yeah, come in. And they came in, and each of them, all six of them, used the toilet one by one. And then they were just like, there was about 20 of my mates there, and everyone was in various states of sort of inebriation. And the woman just goes, Dad, so nice of you. You've done a really good thing to dear for us. It's so nice. And, I, you know, it is one of those situations where, especially if you have kids, I mean, it, like there, there are no fucking toilets there. Or if there is, you've got to queue for fucking hours. Do you know what I mean? It's disgusting. Mm. So I thought, and this was the 90s. For all I know, it's more organised now. And she just hung around and in this basement flat with all these people. And she made a cup. She made, she went, do you mind if we make a pot of tea before we go? And I was like, no, ah. that's fine. Does anyone else want a cup of tea? There's all these fucking wafer and stations. And I go, yeah, I'll have a cup of tea. Yeah, cheers, man. She made us a cup of tea. <laughs> she started tidying up. The kids just sat and entertained themselves. The dad was quite amusing. And they just hung out with us for like a few hours. <laughs> Class. Uh, eventually they left. And we got towards the like sort of middle of the evening there was like maybe about half a dozen of us left and we we were sort of in a state where everyone was kind of comatose so the party was still raging outside and we were sort of like we were all sat on armchairs or sofas like kind of half asleep monged out and I was suddenly awoken by this mad girl who was going out my mate at the time going fuck off what the fuck are you fucking doing fuck off she was only little. She was about, she was like less than five foot, this girl. Lara, her name was. And I'm like, oh, Lara, what are you doing? And we're in this basement and she's just fucking run out the back door into the, you know, the little stairwell bit when you've got a basement flat, right? There's a little yeah. sunken pavement. And there yeah. genuinely was a geezer curling one out 
right outside oh, our window. God. And to be fair, he looked he looked like a rough lad. He looked like mm. the sort of lad that I wouldn't like to confront, especially at that age, without my Terminator, which I didn't have yeah. on me. And this girl, she was like fucking four foot nothing. And she'd just seen him come down into the basement, think that nothing, she couldn't see any movement inside the house because we were all just sitting around comatose. And he thought, fuck this, I'm having a shit. And she yeah. went fucking so mad and ran out and charged at him that he sort of somehow, I don't know whether he had some sort of arse power to suck the shit back in, but his trousers went straight back up and he fucking <laughs> pegged it down the street because she went so mad. But one thing I will say, Lewis, about both those stories is that in both cases, we did not grass. There was no grassing. No, no. you took care of it in-house. Take care of these were. matters in-house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a thing in Sunderland called the, the Sunderland Airshore, which happens down at the beach. Right. I mean, that, that's not like a Profanosaurus-style euphemism. Not, it is what you think it is. Right, so okay. there's airplanes in the sky for right. you to look at, coming and going. Yeah. Um, and that takes place, and where it all happens down the seafront, you know, there's there's catering vans and all kinds of other festivities go on. But it seems that there's a lack of toilets, because I've mm. heard stories of people shitting in people's gardens yeah. and, and whatnot yeah. on the seafront. The nighthouse is on the seafront. You don't expect that kind of thing. No. You're buying somewhere with a sea view. No, you or don't. Be it the North Sea. They should at least say it on right move when they write the little summary yeah. of the property underneath. May. Uh, during the air show, once yearly, annual air show, may have human shit in front garden. Yeah. So that's what happens. So, yeah, I think it's something that's more prevalent the older we get. You never saw human shit when we were kids. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I always remember my brother's first job when he was like a runner on a on a film shoot making an advert when he was about 16 it was or 17 it was his one of his first proper jobs in the industry that he went on to work in and he came home and I was 
I suppose I would have been 10 and I was just fascinating and excited. So he'd had to go out as a night shoot and it was in the middle of the West End. Like, I think it was like Leicester Square and they'd been shooting all night. And when I saw him the next day, I said, so what was it like? You know, because it was like sort of exciting to me that my brother had this job, you know. Mm. I was like, what was it like? And all he said, he was really knackered. He just wanted to go to bed. He goes, fucking hell, the West <laughs> End is really weird in the middle of the night. And I said, what do you mean? He went... <laughs> At five o'clock, I saw a female tramp doing a shit on the pavement. Wow. And I, and I was sent by my boss to go and move her along. Wow. And that's always stuck me that. I was like, that's his first day. In a, I mean, he's still in that industry now, but that was mm. his first day sort of on the job. And the first thing that happened was he had to move along a vagrant who was shitting on the pavement. And by the way, God. my sympathy is much more with the vagrant than it is with my brother. I mean... Yeah. I'm not judging them for it. Like, literally no one wants to be in a predicament where they have to shit in the street, well, really. Sometimes you've got to shit where and, you can. And if, you, you know, if, you, if you're in that situation, then I feel bad for you. And I think my brother felt the same way. He wasn't condemning her and saying, uh, what a disgusting mm. animal. He was more like, this was sort of an, a real eye-opener for me. Mm. And it gave me, as a, tenure, a wide-eyed 10-year-old, the idea that that was what working life was. Yeah, because I was like, my brother day. has become a man today. He's 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 working for a wage. Let's find out what it's all about. The only report he had was someone did a shit in front of me, and I had to move him along. I had to move him along. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the story of the Ashes to Ashes David Boy video. You know, oh, yeah, he's walking that? along the beach, kind of dressed as a P-Row clown with mm. an old woman chatting away to him as they walk along, and yeah. Boy's looking all aloof and kind of only half listening to what she's saying bit weird and um, there's all the sky's been coloured a different colour by the special effects and they were making the video and this old man was walking his dog on the beach and kind of kept getting into shot and uh, eventually the director went over uh, Boy had gone to his his trailer at the side of the beach by this point and said to the old man could you sorry could you just keep out of shot please do you know who that is over there and he went yeah it's some cunt in a clown suit <laughs> and boy, boy was sent an interview and he said and that was when I realised that whatever I've done and whatever I do in the future I'll always only be a, cl- a cunt in a clown suit a <laughs> legend <laughs> um, um, did I got you... a quick yeah, tweet go that came in from Tommy Sausage oh yeah um, and he says ghost torch bullshit story a lad at school was a notorious bullshitter, but his most memorable one was that he had a magic torch that could reveal ghosts in its beam. Wow. That's good. Get this, though. He was the cousin of Bumham Kid from a few years ago. Remember that <laughs> Bum one? Bumham Kid. That's my favourite bullshit that we ever got, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's his cousin. I can't remember what bullshit, happened. Bullshitting's in the family. What happened with that? He said he... What was it? He said... It sliced off some of his own arse or something. He, he went to get some... Did he not get some ham or something from the shop? He was supposed to get some ham. And then he and and he, br- he didn't get the ham. Maybe he spent the money on sweets and then he was going to cut off some of his arse to masquerade as ham. That can't have been it. Oh, no, that's what his bullshit was. Yeah. He said he, he went to go and buy some ham. For whatever reason, he didn't get the ham spent the money on something else and he knew his mum would have the right ump so what he did was he cut off his bum and gave that to her and said that was the ham yeah (laughs) 
something like that. I'm trying to search for it. Yeah, we'll find it and give you the details, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that was it. Um, uh, there was another email that I've read and I had to copy and paste it to see how long it was. It was 900 words long. Oh, fucking hell. Come on. No one's got time for that. Like, no one. It's not just us being like, oh, we haven't got time for that. No one has time for that. If someone sent me, in any circumstances, a 900-word fucking email, it's just not It's just not the done thing. <laughs> exactly. It is not Even the done Even if it's the most important thing. email in the world, if, it, if your life depends on it, if it's 900 words long, it's just not going to get read. Do you see really that sorry, um, but... that quasi Quarteng who's made made a few waves with his um, <laughs> just a bit yeah with his fucking loony budget right <laughs> turned some heads yeah yeah uh, and now I thought I fucking interviewed him on the permanently rested satirical show Sam Delaney's news thing so I looked it up and sure enough there he is being interviewed by me Britain's best journalist in 2017. And the one thing that I thought foreshadowed Top Flight Time Machine in this interview is that I say, <laughs> I've looked at this book you wrote, because he wrote a book called, him and Liz Truss wrote a book together called Britain Unleashed in about 2000, yeah. like, which is like fair play to them. They came out of a load of mad shit in it, right? And that's yeah. the shit that they've now, they're now trying to do. Yeah. So it wasn't this one of those things... This is the book things... where they said that the British workers are the laziest on the planet. Well, this is like it. That, it. I confronted him yeah. with this in the interview. I've shared it on my um, Instagram. I said, uh, I said to him, you said in this book that British workers would rather have a lie-in than get up and, and go to work. And I said to him, but that's the same as everyone. Everyone prefers a lie-in to getting up and going to work, even you. And he went, yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I thought, fucking hell, first of all, that really foreshadowed ju- the just rest debate and your and your great line, be a shirker, not a worker, right? Yeah. And I thought to myself, yeah, fucking hell, what's his t- like, what's the statement of the obvious? Huh? Some people these days would rather just l- lie around in bed resting than get up and do some meaningless bullshit. Right? Yeah. yeah, of course. That's every sane person. Every in, Only someone who is completely insane would rather get up and go to some bullshit fucking job than lie in bed, wouldn't they? You'd have to be off your rocker. Course. Completely. Anyway, I got 100%. him to, I got him to uh, admit that and I've, I made it into a clip today and put it on my Instagram. I was going to put it on Twitter and then I uh, thought... Every, if I put something even vaguely political on Twitter, it will probably end in disaster It'll for all of us. Storm, a it Twitter would, wouldn't storm. It? Yeah, we don't want to attract attention to ourselves. Well, just any, it. you just sort of think you can't really. You have to be really careful about anything you put on Twitter. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you know the Zoom in wankers thing. You think you're safe from them, but you never are. There was no, like last no, Zoom in. Me, me, we'll find something. Me and my mate um, are doing this three peaks challenging where you go up three mountains, right? And all I said was we were trying to book a company. We're looking into a tour company to help you do it because you have to have people to drive you between the mountains, right? Right. And uh, they're not just all next to each other then? No. The point is you do one in Scotland. Convenient. One in Scotland, one in England, and one in Wales, but all in 24 hours, right? So it's a charity thing, and this and I've got a mate who did it, and he was badly let down by a very disandat, but a Scottish disandat tour guide, who when he got all the way to Glasgow said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, sorry, I don't think we're going to be able to go today because the van's broken down." 
And he was like, <laughs> what? We've had, we've raised like loads of money for charity. There's 30 of us here. We've come all the way from London to Glasgow. What the fuck do you mean? Hey, no, sorry. I take the star. <sighs> She's not going anywhere today. And said, well, can't uh, London, you see? Oh, oh, I wish I could help you. I'll make another couple of calls. Can you wait around till Monday? It's just Saturday. <laughs> I can get a fix then. It's the fucking week and we come up to do this. Anyway, so I thought, well, I don't want to get in a situation like that. So all I said was on Twitter, does anyone know a good tour guide company that can do the Three Peaks Challenge? That's all I said. It's very clear and specific Very question. specific, yeah. Specialist stuff. Can yeah. you guess the nature of the answers I got back? I'll drive you. Well, there was some like that, but there was also, like, just people telling me about the Three Peaks Challenge, telling oh, me about yeah. other yeah. other challenges that are better that I should do. Peak splainers. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> fuck's sake. And I saw you, and about a day after this had happened, it was really antagonising me. Because I thought, I've just asked you one thing. Now, people, oh, well, if you are going to climb Ben Nevis, I would advise <laughs> that you do it this way. And it's a very fulfilling thing to do, right? And you're like, I didn't ask you. I'm just doing this. I just need some practice. Begin at the southwest base facing yeah. northwards, but begin at 8 a.m. to get the full light from yeah. the sky. I don't care. Shut up. Right. And then I saw a tweet from you and I thought, as usual, Dawson's got the right idea. You'd done a picture of a wonderful new bath pillow you'd bought yourself. And then after posting it on there, you wrote, please don't get in touch and tell me about other pillows that you've bought because I couldn't give a fuck. And I was like, it's it's come to something where you have to. You have to put that now. You have to do that. If you don't specifically say. Do not talk to me. Do not fucking explain anything to me. Do not condescend to me. Do you just leave your... Do not zoom in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I always make sure there's nothing zoomable. Well... I always check first. Hang you on a minute. have to. Mate, last week there was a massive spider in my house. He's still here, actually. I'll talk about him later in the week, but there's a, there's a massive spider hanging around my rig, right? And he keeps popping up in different places. But usually it's on the ceiling because he likes it yeah. there. Can't get me up here, can you, cunts? <laughs> Look at the fucking size of me as well, by the way. You'd need the fucking Terminator. Bring your dinner as well if you fancy it. I'm fucking huge. And he is. He is huge, right? And uh, so I, I'm i a big fan of big spiders, as long as they're not poisonous, because I think they're, majest- yeah. they're majestic creatures. They are. And beasts. I actually think it's a yeah. privilege to have one that is yeah. very big in your house, because you're like, fucking hell, look at that cunt. It's like better than watching yeah. half the stuff on telly, isn't it? You watch a spider. I've got one that's I've got one that scuttles about in the middle of the night when I'm up watching telly late, yeah. having a drink at the weekend. No, that's great. I it's... see him scuttling around uh, the floor. I'm on night manoeuvres. Yeah, that's exactly. When I like to come out. To be uh, honest, I he's keep, gone to bed. I, I keep most of the day. I do most of my spidering at night time. He's. I, I'm pretty sure he's gone to bed. His little rabbit looks like it's asleep as well. <laughs> I'll do some scuttling about. Time for some spidering. I'm going to have yeah. a right good spider up tonight while those two dozy... Skull, 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 skull. those two cunts are asleep, <laughs> I'll do some scuttling about. I'll do some fucking... Do I'll do some webbing. I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll do web spinning. I'll go up a wall. I'll go through some tiny, tiny holes. And uh, if I'm lucky, I might catch a fly. <laughs> and feast on that. Anyway, this fucking spider, it came down quite low the other morning onto the back of the sofa 
And as you saw, I took a picture of it and I put my finger in the picture for scale, Andy. Yeah. Because if not, and I thought, there's not much people. And you actually said, well done, a picture that can't be, is not zoom inable. Oh, you were wrong, my friend. You were wrong. Dozens of comments on the size of my finger, Mm. the hairiness of my finger, right? Mm. And um, the blanket it was on, the patterned blanket it was on. Yeah. Why? Well. Why? I mean, you know what? As I told you, there's one other thing that finger can be used for. That's to fucking mute people. Yeah. On Twitter. I'm I'm now at the point where if someone says something to me that's unsolicited and is of no worth whatsoever, <laughs> don't matter what it is, I'll mute them. Because I, I consider it the same as when you get a leaflet put through your door. Yeah. Advertising a local religious service or something. Something you don't want. Junk mail leaflets. It's the same as that. Someone's getting in your eye space and giving you something you don't want to read. Get them muted. Get out of my eye space, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Get them muted. You're right. Twitter's fucking bullshit, isn't it? But anyway, my quarting is on my Insta instead because no one gives you shit on there. I don't know why. It's just, just different atmos, isn't it? Just to follow up to the um, <laughs> the bath pillow thing, and the, you know, me saying... Um, what was it? Please try to avoid telling me about other brands of bath pillow as I give no fucks. Yeah. Um, someone wanted bed pillow recommendations. Fucking hell. <laughs> I didn't mute him though because I thought that was vaguely funny. But uh, there, there you go. Yeah. Just don't interact with us ever. <laughs> unless, we, unless we ask for it. The only interaction we're interested in at the moment is what your best bits are. And also, if you're coming to our live shows, um, are tickets on sale just for IFS at tickets the moment? Tickets are on sale two of the shows already, which is... I'll just find the information for you now. Um, it's the 7th of November, 21 Soho in London's fashionable Soho. Yeah. And the 10th of November is uh, the Glee Club in Nottingham, where we've played before, which is always good fun. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to do Leeds on the 1st of November, Sheffield on the 2nd, Newcastle on the 8th, Glasgow on the 9th, venues and ticket details to be announced in the next few days. TBA. We'll, uh, uh, I'm we really looking forward shows. to Sheffield, mate. We'll, we'll do more in 2023, so don't bleat. This is just like the first, this is the first leg. And I'm excited about few, Sheffield because we'll we've, ne- we've never played Sheffield before, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. That'll be good. Sheffield's and quite uh, a small venue as well, so if you want to come to that, act quickly. You better, ju- you better jump in on it quick. Um, we yeah. The only other interaction we're interested in is on those shows. There will be some minor controlled interactions, and there yeah. will be a nature table. So we if you want table. to bring yeah. anything for our nature table and it's decent, then yeah. bring it. Conkers, feathers, pine cones. No, don't twigs. tell them. Don't t- don't tell them what to bring. Don't make it easy for them. Yeah, but anything but, could be nature. I don't want them bringing. Yeah, well, no. Do no, not no bring livestock. any dead no birds livestock. or anything like that. Yeah, no livestock or dead stock. No. Um, but and also you, you won't automatically guarantee a place on the nature table. Not anything gets choose. on the nature table. No, of course not. Don't get anything on it. It'll go for a pretty fucking rigorous, and it might not even be us judging. It might be some of our celebrity guests. Mm. <laughs> David Attenborough, maybe. <laughs> nice fucking twig that. <laughs> Where'd you get it? I'll have that for myself, actually. Fuck your table. Yeah. My, Len goes to me the other day. 
Someone said, what, they go, Blue Planet 2's coming out or something? Yeah. And he went, <laughs> he went, that David Attenborough's got an easy job, hasn't he? <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, well, what? he comes up with a new show every couple of years, and when they ask him, all he says is something planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. I thought, yeah, he's fucking right, actually. He's got a point. Uh, we'll call this one Blue Planet. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do it all about the sea, because that's blue. I've got and green the sky planet. Well, baby. Yeah, we'll do a bit about the sky if we have to. I tell you what, I'm fucking running out of ideas quick here, and they're going to want that's more. Up. And the thing is, I had assumed I'd be dead by now, but obviously I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So I have to come up with more ideas. So I'm thinking Twig Planet next, and we'll just do everything about Twig. Here are Twigs. They may just look like bits of tree to you and me, but look closer, and they have a wonderful hidden life. Welcome. They have minds and heartbeats like all the rest of us. Welcome probably. to Twig Planet. I'll lay that voice over down, right? Then I'll send a crew off. I'm not fucking going anywhere. No, I'll I don't send go anymore. To the places where all the best twigs are in the world, probably, you know, I don't know, fucking Africa, New Zealand, wherever. Who fucking knows, right? I I haven't gone since 79 when that fucking gorilla nearly killed me. <laughs> that was when I said, right, I'll no carry more. on doing the voices, but there is no way I'm going back out on the road. No, thank you. Nature is fucking lethal. <laughs> I'll just keep on doing the voices like Johnny Morris used to, and that's all. <laughs> and I said to them, listen... I've been watching a lot of Johnny Morris and I like what I see and I like what I hear. And I'm worried that he's fucking coming up on the outside. He's going to take me over. So I wanted to start doing funny voices for all the animals that we filmed. And they were dead against it. And I was fucking fuming. That was the one time I nearly went to ITV because they were up for it. (laughs) ITV were well up for it. Yeah. It was around I knew we were going to get me to. I was, I was going to get to do the show with Sutty and Sweep. I was over the moon. Perfect fit. <laughs> Fucking cushy number that, right? Me, the lads. That's what I called them, Sutty and Sweep and Sue, right? Uh, do, do it. Studio near me house. Maybe even at me house. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking dreamland, but it didn't work out in the end. It was when. Uh, <clears throat> It was when they just brought out TVAM and Roland Rat and all that, so they were on a right fucking roll over at ITV, and they had ideas. It's like everything they touched turned to gold. <laughs> but everything but the common denominator was talking animals. <laughs> Greg Dyke was on fucking fire, and I actually spoke directly to him. I said, Dykey, listen, I'm ready to switch over on the guarantee that you'll let me do daft voices for all the animals. And, and, wait, wait for it, I said... <laughs> He said, well, it's a no-brainer. I'll get you. What else? I said, I want to work with City and Sweep. (laughs) Golden uh, Angle deal. Sadly broke down. Broke down. They weren't. It was uh, that cunt Matthew Watts' day. We hung around with them. (laughs) (laughs) Put it this way. They weren't as friendly as they appear on screen. That's all I'm saying. Prima Donnas. That's that's it. I'll leave it there. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, following up the, the, your best bits mm. from it can be for anything from a film a book TV show whatever um, Chris Hawkins mm. friend of the show can we call him that I think we can yeah definitely he likes, he likes both of us yeah Six Music That'll Early do. Morning DJ yeah, yeah he's brilliant yeah. brilliant isn't he? he he tweeted this, this this afternoon what's the best thing ever in the world ever oh yeah I um, saw him tweet that yeah what yeah, people said I, I immediately replied custard mm. 
and I got a retweet from it. Right, that's good. So, but there's been all kinds of responses. Butter's good as well, mate. I've said that before on the show. Butter's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so versatile, isn't it? Yeah. David Quantic says curry. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Bikes, someone says. When the doorbell goes, you get to the door, realise you didn't pick up the keys to unlock it, so you check just in case it's unlocked, and it is unlocked. That's a bit of a long-winded Did anyone do... And I take no pride in saying this, but I will mm. say it because it's what we're all thinking. Did anyone say tits? Um, I can't see that at the moment. There's dogs, there's the coast, uh, sunrise, the internet. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck it now. Electronic battleships. Um, someone says, my husband's smile. Ugh. Um, <laughs> that definitely wasn't my missus. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, like um, that reminds me of I've told this a lot of times when when I was doing sports bar with Cundy and we said right, put these things in order. It was a phone dart the darts right because it was when like the fucking you know the new year at Ali Pali had gone to, yeah. like, some nine-dark <laughs> finish. Before. Yeah. I've enjoyed and, it already. And Cundy had fallen to his knees in front of the telly, like Charlie Sheen in Platoon. And <laughs> 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 was, like, crying. Because <laughs> he'd never been so excited and enthralled in his life. And I go to... And he was telling me about this. And his his missus caught him doing it. He's like, what is the matter with you? And he went, I'm serious, though, mate. I, thought, I mean, the darts... I, I think he's like, yeah, I think I prefer it to football now. So I said, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's right up there. So we'll do a phone in and we'll say, right, put these things in order, right? <laughs> Football, darts, women, by which we meant tits, but the producer had said you can't say tits, fair enough. Yeah. Um, football, darts, women, beer, money. I was still on the beer at the time, right? <laughs> and what I loved about this was, was that, People just like very just took it um, at face value, right? Which is great. They just took it at face value, and you just get people to go, "Oh, John's online too." John, hello, how you doing, mate? What's your order? Very simple: money, <laughs> beer, darts, women, football. Thanks, John. Appreciate your call. Who have we got next? Paul. No explanation, no. just a list. No, just all of them saying five yeah. things in various <clears throat> orders, right? And I'm like, yeah. great, we'll get loads of them. And they're fucking one after the other. <laughs> yeah. Darts, beer, money, football. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm calling from Manchester. I would like to say women won, then beer, <laughs> then money, then darts, then football. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. And then one guy comes and he goes, saying, it had to be a cockney saying this, right? This is such a cockney thing to say. Say, Jace, I like what you're doing. I hear what you're saying. But I've got to tell you, you've overlooked something essential. And I can't believe you've done it. What is it, mate? You said the beer. You said the money. You said women. You said football. You said darts. We, we, of course, we all love those things. It goes without saying. I go, yeah, of course, mate. You left out the kiddies. <laughs> <laughs> I went, what? He what? went, no, fair play. Kiddies. You, you can't leave out the kiddies. They mean everything to me. They mean the world to me. 
I'll give up everything tomorrow for them kids. Okay. Uh, Appreciate your call, Terry. Thanks for calling. 0800. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good moral training series. Never forget the kiddies, if you're listening. Never forget Never the kiddies. Always prioritise them. Never forget the kiddies. All right. If you forget the kiddies, I might have to come round and give you a smack bum, mate. <laughs> I'll come round and give you a little reminder. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's a 50-minute episode we've Whoa, done there. fuck. What about that? Mm. I'm going to end it by an update of the uh, Prediction League. Okay. And once again, we've had our, we've had our arses smacked ourselves oh, no. by a results bot. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you got seven points in the National Weekend. I got four points. Results bot got nine points. Fuck you now. So you're still holding up the, the bottom of the table with 15 I'm on 22. Results spot is on 30. This has to stop. Fuck's sake, results spot. This has to stop. We can't let this happen. What is this, the fourth, fifth season we've been doing it? Something like that, yeah. I can't. I can't explain it. Mm. We'll um, we'll see. I think we ought to do a results spot update soon, since he's making himself a bit more busy again, find out what's been going on. We might get an update in time for the live shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Did we get him to ring in or something like that? <laughs> he might even show his face. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Right. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back throughout the rest of the week. All of the episodes will be five minutes shorter to make up for what we've done here today. <laughs> um, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.